Hello and good morning, everyone. I know what you did last summer, but I just don't care. Personally, I am a little curious, but we don't have to put that on air. I'm Juan Perdero. And I'm Sabrina Alonso. And welcome to Panic by, by Design. Design. Now, if you're wondering why there's just some random person up in here today, don't worry. She didn't just break into my house and demand that I let her record with me because this isn't my house. I actually broke into her house and told and demanded that she record with me, but let's not get into that. Um, she is, as she said before, Sabrina, she is actually my best friend and she is going to be joining us for today's episode and maybe a couple of other episodes. Who knows? Thank you for welcoming me. It has been a pleasure to have you in my house for many hours. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> in today's episode, we're talking about jobs, weekly horoscopes, and a focaccia bread recipe that's just as tasty as it is easy to make. All of this and more when we come back from the break. Welcome back everyone to Panicked by Design. I'm your host, a vintage pair of jeans. And I'm the Depop seller that will hike up that price tenfold. Jobs! Who's got them? Who wants them? Who knows where to get one? We're here to share some tips and tricks for your job interviews. And I'm also going to talk about, well, not me. You're here, too. I Thank forgot you. about you for like three seconds. Well, most people do. Ha! Along with some experiences we've had on the job and during interviews as well. So I've been working, I think, since the fall or winter of 2018, mm -hmm. which was, was my senior year of high school. I had my first job senior year of high school. No, summer of 2018. Yeah, uh -huh. sorry, I walked out of my job at Taco Bell. Um, <laughs> Most people would. <laughs> honestly. Um, so I've been working for quite some time now. I mean, from my senior year of high school, I'm currently in my sophomore year of college. Mm -hmm. So I think I've had my fair share of experiences yeah. with jobs. How many jobs have you had since then? Uh, well, Taco Bell, and then my first retail job, so that's two, and then I worked at a pizza place for a week, Oh. and then I quit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about that a little bit later, because it's actually um, tying in to something that's actually related. Um, then I got another retail job at a major department store. And then I also had, I actually worked two jobs at a time, mm. which is when I started working two jobs my freshman year of college. And I'm currently still at that other job. Yeah. Um, but I was actually like thinking back to it and I was thinking, dang, I handled two jobs my freshman year of high school, um, sorry, college. If I tried to do that now, I would probably snap like a graham cracker it'd be over for everyone involved yeah <laughs> i re i i'm not even joking when i say that i'm i'm okay with the one job that i have right now yeah i feel like just because it can get to you honestly like after a certain point it just gets to you mm -hmm. but i managed it i think i i quit my other job, my department store job, 
when everything opened after quarantine. Mm -hmm. So that was in May. Yeah. May? Mm -hmm. Yeah, May of last year. When things open? Yeah. Really? That early? Yeah. That's crazy. We were in quarantine for basically two weeks. Two months, sorry. Which, same difference, honestly. Basically. It feels like it was forever. But I actually went back to my job in June, so not very short after. And I work at a theme park, so... (laughs) Yikes. (laughs) So... You worked at that theme park. Like, that's your first and only job, right? Basically, yeah. So I got my first and only job early 2019. So it's been just two years as of now. Two years and a few days. Um, Same place. Technically two different jobs because I work, you know, like, basically maintenance and during... The Halloween season, I worked entertainment as a scare actor at the same theme park. So, you know, I'm pretty much in the same space all the time, and I kind of loathe it. (laughs) (laughs) I actually remember that you got hired, like, a very short amount of time after I got fired from my first retail job. (laughs) Oh my god, really? (laughs) Yeah, I remember that I got fired the week before the semester started. (laughs) And I was like, haha, oh well. And then like a week or two later, you were like, I got my first job. I got a job at blah, blah, blah. Oh, you were passing the torch. And I was like, cool. (laughs) Must be nice. (laughs) (laughs) And then I literally never got any kind of money ever again until I started college. I mean, my, I got like basically like allowances. Yeah. But that's it. Um... I'm trying to think because so okay I worked at the pizza place for a week and this is going to be my first tip that I'm going to share with y'all if at a job interview you get hired on the spot that same day that job is going to ruin your life me thinking about how that's how I got my job yeah no it's terrible like let me tell you, because two of my jobs, my department store job and this pizza place job, mm-hmm. I both of those times I got hired on the spot. Mm-hmm. And like I said, at the pizza place, I worked there for a week. Yeah. Like, I... <laughs> they wanted me to memorize the entire menu. Um... The whole menu. And, like, if it was mainly just pizzas and, like red sticks or whatever yeah fine but they sold salads they sold sandwiches they sold literally everything you could think of and for some people that's fine yeah that's nothing for me that's a little bit too much yeah it's overwhelming and you were only there for like a week they wanted you to memorize it they wanted me to memorize it in two days i think in two days yeah i remember that the the son of the owner came up to me well, I was just on the computer doing some training, really. Mm-hmm. And he started quizzing me on the ingredients of stuff. Or he would tell me, oh, I'm ordering this and this and this. Mm-hmm. So I would have to, like, punch in the order on the computer like I was making a real order. Uh-huh. Which, I mean, it's actually a good way to train somebody. Yeah. But. I guess. 
I don't know. It's just like at the same time, like telling me, okay, you have two days to memorize this whole menu. And I just looked at him and I was like, okay. Damn. But in my head, I was like, I'm not going <laughs> to. I'm not gonna memorize this. Did they at least give you a study guide? They get, they literally just gave me the menu. Does it have all the ingredients on it? Yeah. Oh, well. That's it. That's all I got. Oh. Like two pages stapled together front and back. Two pages? Yeah. Front and back. Front and back? Yeah. Girl, yeah. the way I would have quit on the spot. <laughs> not even two days in. So I got sick. After my first week, I got really sick. So I couldn't really talk. And after I left class, I told my friend, hey, can we stop at this pizza plate? Like, like can we stop at my job? I'm quitting. <laughs> and I couldn't talk still. So I went up to this employee that I was basically training with. <laughs> and I looked at her and I said, well, I didn't say it because I couldn't talk. Yeah. So I just mouthed, like, I can't talk. Mm-hmm. And I need to tell you something. So she grabbed receipt paper. And she said, here. And I wrote down, I have to quit. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. Now, I'm not saying you should do this with your employer. I mean, maybe not. They probably won't hire you again. Yeah, if the you even best work thing there. to do, literally, okay, I cannot stress this enough. If you're quitting your job, if it's for a reason that it's like something out of your control, like you're moving away, you're sick, what whatever your reason is, if it's something out of your control, try to give a two weeks notice. Yeah. Just by doing a two weeks notice, you're rehirable mm-hmm. because you're giving them an advance. Technically, I'm not hireable at Taco Bell. Oh, at yeah. any or just well, that one? the ones that are owned by the franchise that I worked for because technically on my last day I looked I went up to the manager and I was like hey I just wanted to tell you this is my last day oh my god (laughs) yeah and he was like what you can't do that Uh, well I already made the schedule and I literally said sorry oh to be fair I was 16. oh I didn't know anything I was yeah yeah like now in the event that, you know, God forbid, I do have to actually quit for whatever reason, I know to do the right thing and give it two weeks. Yeah. I know. I've been trying to put in my two weeks for like a year now at my job. <laughs> but, you know, still haven't gotten there. And I might actually have to stay longer because now there's this position that I normally like to do that they got rid of since after quarantine okay and apparently there's a little bit of a rumor around the park that that event is gonna come back really yes and literally that's the only thing i like working because it's an entertainment position (gasps) wait i know what you're talking about yes oh my goodness i'm so excited so i'm gonna have to stick it out for a few more months to see if it's true or not right and the minute i find out i'm either like staying or i'm quitting on the spot I mean, two weeks, of course. Seriously? Yes. Oh, my goodness. No, I <laughs> I actually, I'm quite happy with my job. Mm-hmm. Um, I have had some, like, wild experiences at that job, though. Oh? Yeah. Um, I had somebody throw a broken snow globe at me. 
what? Yeah. Um, I have <laughs> never heard of this before. Yes. Wait a minute. <laughs> so she, this lady came in and she bought a snow globe that's on clear. It was on clearance for two forty four. Two forty four. Okay. Two forty four. She bought the snow globe. Um, I just put it in the bag. Yeah. And gave it to her. I didn't wrap it or anything. Because in my head, I figured it'll be fine. You know, they know that it's something fragile. Mm-hmm. They're not going to drop it or anything. <laughs> and they had other bags. So I just figured that they would just put it in the other bag. Yeah, that makes sense. So like 20 minutes later, the two girls that were with this lady come back and they buy another snow globe. And she tells me, oh, yeah, we were here like five minutes ago, but the other one broke. Oh. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. Like, you could have brought it back and I would have just exchanged it for you. And she was like, yeah, well, oh, well. Oh. I was like, okay. <laughs> and then, like, a minute later, the lady comes back, throws a snow globe at me. And she's like, here's the one you didn't, because, so the second one, I wrapped it. Yeah. And I told her, like, I jokingly said, haha, try not to break this one. Oh, goodness. <laughs> I, I think I said, like, we only have so many. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Sometimes I can be a little bit rude, even if I don't want, if I, if I don't mean to. I mean, I probably would have found it a little funny, but, yeah. you know. Um... <laughs> So the lady comes the lady comes up to me. She's like, you know, doing that little angry walk. Yeah. And she throws a snow globe on the counter at me. And she's like, here's the one you didn't wrap. Thanks for nothing, pal. Oh. And she enunciated that P. Ooh. She's like, pal. Oh my god, like our re- not our rehearsals, like our warm-ups for theater class. Yes. Oh my goodness. It was <laughs> so I literally just stood there looking at the bag the bag was obviously full of broken glass and like that little sparkly yeah. water Ooh. so i kind of just stared at it <laughs> what am i supposed to do with this <laughs> and then my coworker came up to me and he was like what just happened and i was like um she got mad at me and she threw a <laughs> snow globe at me but it's cool and then i threw the snow globe away and then i went into the back room and started screaming oh goodness <laughs> <laughs> to be fair it's so messed up yeah. And then I heard her talking to the people that she was with, very incredibly proudly saying, yeah, I yelled at him. Really? Yes. That, oh. It's like, okay, that's kind of messed up. That is. I'm just a nice, sweet little boy. I'm just trying to do my job. Living my life. Pay my dues. I was like, what the heck? It, so it wasn't really a great experience. I would imagine. Um, there's also people that tend to like, they hold you, basically. You can't do anything else. What do you mean? So like, they ask you questions, which I don't mind if you're asking me questions, like if you want to know about the product Mm -hmm. or if you, you know, you want to understand more. Yeah. But sometimes there are some people that just won't let you go. Uh huh. Okay. They won't find uh, the slightest thing to ask you about mm. until you are bone dry out of knowledge. <laughs> and I it's... have given you all the information I know. Please. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing my best. Please <laughs> just let me go. <laughs> let me do something else. <laughs> yeah, it's really like tiring. Yeah. Because, like, after a while, sometimes people come back often and they always do that. So they develop a reputation. And then it gets to a point where you have every employee in the store knows who that person is because they've worked, they've had to take care of that customer. Yeah. 
And we just start rotating around the store, <laughs> avoiding her until one of us gets caught. Oh. And then we kind of just look at each other <laughs> in like, <laughs> no, not in a ha ha, but more in like, <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, oof. Like, oh no, kind of way. Oh no. I'd like, be the me version of that. No. <laughs> we we like each other, kind of. But I mean like I said, it's a really good job. Mm -hmm. And the interview was really fun, honestly. Like they yeah. ask you really like um the person who interviewed me asked me what my favorite what, what I thought my spirit animal was. Oh. They asked like a lot of questions. I think they asked me the last show I binge watched. Oh my god, that is fun. Yeah, like they asked really good questions. And I can say if you're applying for like someplace that's a department store or a more um well yeah, mainly department stores, honestly, or like high high fashion stores tell them what they want to hear mm. when i was applying for my department store job one of the questions was um a customer comes up to you is asking for this item but you know that you don't have that item what do you do okay yeah and i just said i would look for a similar item that we have or if we don't have a similar item get something that still meets their needs because if they come to the store they're still looking to spend money yeah. So you oh, might you, you can still make a sale off of that. Oh. And I think that I got like a well, not a perfect score because it's an interview, you can't really get a score on an yeah. interview. But I got like high marks on all of my answers. Mm -hmm. I think I got like because it they give you multiple choice. And I think I got like the best answer on each one. Oh. Wow, and, look at you. <laughs> <laughs> the people were not that great sometimes. Like the customers were not that great sometimes, but I can't tell you some of the employees are some of the best people I worked with. Oh, really? Yeah. Aww. Like one of the employees, if I go to that store again, it's to see her. Mm. And like one of the managers, I absolutely love. This is at your current job, right? No, this is at my department store job. Okay. okay. Um, yeah. Do I still talk to people that I... No, I don't talk to them, like, through text or anything. Yeah. But, like, I remember that one of the people that I got hired with was in, like, my interview group. She worked for an insurance company. And she was like, hey, we're hiring. Mm. You should apply. And she sent me the application. Yeah. And it, it's on. it was honestly a really good place for the employees. Yeah. Management was kind of wobbly. Mm. So obviously I'm not saying the name of the department store or anything just to kind of cover my own butt. Um, but yeah, I feel like I've been just talking about my job rather than like giving a lot of advice. <laughs> so let's get actually into the advice. Do we have any good advice? Personally, well, <laughs> I suck at finding new jobs, which is why I've had the same one for two years. So I'm going to have to be taking your advice on this one. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I did some research on this because, mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, I've had four jobs, but I've applied to so many more. Yeah. Oh, God, <laughs> me too. So I can say I, like, I look through Indeed 
um, I did a lot of like applying through Indeed when yeah. I was looking for a job. And they say to like ask questions to your interviewer. Mm-hmm. I've heard that. And even I do that too. I was like, okay, what do you do? I think I asked um, for one of my jobs. I was like, oh, um, I know that this is kind of gauche to ask, but what's the pay going to be like? Yeah. Because it's happened before. When I worked at the pizza place, mm-hmm. not only did I not get paid. Oh. Yeah. Not only did I not get paid, I didn't know what I was going to get paid. Oh, shoot. Yeah. That's a topic I'm always afraid of asking because, like, yeah. I'll probably find a job that I, like, really want to do. But I feel like the pay is either going to be, like, below or right at what I make now. And I'm trying to make more bank. Yeah. And I'm just, like, I don't know if I should ask or if I just wait to see if I get hired and yeah. see what happens from there. It's the problem subject. with that is that like if you wait until you're hired, you're stuck. Yeah. Because it's going to look bad for you to just put in a two weeks notice immediately after you get hired. I'm good. You know. Um, another good thing is actually to think about what you're going to wear to the interview. Mm-hmm. Don't just like stand in front of your closet <laughs> staring and like thinking I could probably wear this yeah you know i went to one of my interviews um the i went to the interview for my second job before i had um i had to go to work at my other job Mm -hmm. so i was dressed in like khakis and a polo shirt i hate i absolutely hated it because if you look at me when i'm working i i've never (laughs) you don't look like that that. (laughs) i don't look like that in real life no i just don't it's the capitalist um, uniform. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. It's really, it, it's weird to think of it like that. But it really is the easiest way to explain it. Mm-hmm. It's your capitalist persona. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, this is my persona when I have to conform oh to my capitalism. Goodness. I had, so um, at my department store job, sometimes I would, have to go, I would have to talk over the overhead speaker. And... Oh my goodness, the change in my voice. Mm. I already have a high-pitched, not high-pitched, but it's a higher voice. Yeah, I understand what you mean. <laughs> um, Because of... Insert hand motion. Yeah, bent wrist. Sorry. <laughs> um, but I remember that I would literally just grab the, the phone to talk over the overhead speaker and just go, attention shoppers. <laughs> <laughs> we close in 15 minutes. Please take your final selections. I was talking a really high-pitched, nasally voice. Yeah. And I would hear over the radio. Who just said that? <laughs> because they didn't know that it was me. <laughs> Surprise, shoddy. <laughs> <laughs> I think that one time they saw me making the announcements and they just stared at me. Like, what? What is happening? Here? And then I turned around to my coworker and I just started talking at this voice, like, oh yeah, I'm super tired. I can't wait to go home. <laughs> and like the manager looked at me, she was like, That was you? I'm like, yeah, that was me. Why? <laughs> like they were so scared. I'm a voice actor. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> my second job. <laughs> yes. Um, a couple of other tips. 
before our break, make sure to always arrive early. Arrive early. Um, I'm very panicky about time. I tend to arrive half an hour. Oh my God. Exactly the same. And then I end up kind of just sitting there, but it's better, much better to arrive Mm -hmm. early than to arrive late. Yeah. I hate being late to anything. I think in the entire time that I've been working overall, Mm -hmm. like from my first job to now, I think I've been late three times. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In the entire three years that I've been working. And I remember that one time I was late to my first retail job and I sped, which is normal for me. But (laughs) this is before I had my full license. So I had somebody in the passenger seat with me and I was just speeding and I jumped out of the car. I didn't even park. I put the car in park, but not like in a parking spot, just like on the side. On the curb. Yeah. On the curb. And then I just bolted it to the store. Book it. Yeah. Mm. And I was like, I'm so sorry I'm late. I'm so sorry I'm late. Da, 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 da. And like I signed in, I clocked in, and I did everything. And then I threw my stuff in the back room Ooh. and I like stomped out and I was like, I'm here. <laughs> I've arrived. Yeah. Please don't fire me. <laughs> <laughs> so please always try to be early. I wouldn't say the earlier the better. I'm not trying to tell you arrive at your interview an hour early. Yeah, that's a little that's a little bit too much. A little bit too much. But like anywhere between half an hour and like 20 minutes. Yeah, for sure. Maybe maybe 30 to 15. Yeah. Um, another thing you can do, this is all stuff that I found on the Indeed website, is don't talk negatively about your like the people you've worked for in the past. Yeah. It just it just looks bad. Mm-hmm. Cause then it talks a lot, it speaks about your character. That, yeah, like you're just gonna turn around and talk smack about other people. It's just not right. Yeah, just don't. <laughs> yeah, the people that want to hire you are gonna be like, mm, I don't know how they're gonna fit into this environment if they have that kind of attitude towards the people they worked with before. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just not. It's not the right thing to do. It's not right, and it looks unprofessional. We're good people here. Yeah, no, I'm somebody who feels really guilty. Yeah. Over everything. <laughs> Carrying all that guilt on yeah, you. Yeah, I carry truckloads of guilt <laughs> on me at all times. If you're looking for a little bit of guilt, come to me. I have some in my bag. <laughs> I have spare. <laughs> I have spare guilt. I have so much spare guilt. Give me that spare guilt. <laughs> um, they also offer little tips for after your interview. Um, they say to ask about what's what's next when I worked at my department store, I didn't even have to ask the manager straight up told me this is what's going to happen next. You did really good on your interview. I want to hire you, Mm. but we have to wait until a background check comes through. Okay. And I was like, Oh no, they're going to find a lot of things about me. Not really. I'm (laughs) all I do is just sit at home and just sleep. Like I'm, I'm just there. I'm just vibing day in, day out. Yeah, I exist. And that's enough. <laughs> like, that's enough for them. Yeah. Um, and then it also says to send a personalized thank you letter. I don't think you should send a thank you letter after an interview. Mm. For when you're working for, like, a big company like yes, that. Yes, that's what I was thinking. If you're applying for, like, I don't know, your local real estate agent. Yeah. You know, send an email saying, thank you for meeting with me. I really appreciate the opportunity. Yeah. I hope to hear from you soon. Um, I always call mm-hmm. like a week after the interview as a follow-up. Like, hey, my name is so-and-so. I just applied. I had an interview a week ago. 
Um, I'm just calling to check up, you know, see how things are moving, see how everything's going. I also do that before an interview. Oh, really? When I submit an application like a week after I call. I'm like, hey, I applied. <laughs> Please interview me. <laughs> <laughs> like, what's going on? <laughs> what's the haps? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I also kind of suggest doing that. Uh-huh. Just because it shows that you're determined that you actually care about working there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Bigger companies might not care as much. But, you know, if it's a local business or a small business or maybe even just something that, like a smaller company that maybe just has, like, a few pop-up places or something like that, just saying, like, thank you for this opportunity. I would love to know when you guys are going to announce new hires or anything like yeah. that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Always look for something to not take yourself out of the equation. Mm. Even if it look, even if it seems kind of weird, keep putting yourself in the equation, even though you think <laughs> that they don't want you keep putting yourself there. Like want me. I, yeah. Almost like brainwashing them. Don't Pretty tell much, them that. Yeah. <laughs> don't tell them that, but kind of just like be persistent. Cause then they'll recognize your name. Yeah, you get, like, a little bit of name recognition of, like, oh, that's that weirdo that doesn't stop calling us, <laughs> you know? You don't have to call them multiple times. Yeah, really. don't, you <laughs> Don't know. bombard them. Yeah, that's a little bit too much. They might be like, whoa, <laughs> 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 who was this? Oh, absolutely, yeah, no. I, I, I've had that problem before where I, oh. I overstep a little bit and I call, like, three times. Oh, three times? Yeah, not on the same day or anything. Whoa. But, like, yeah. they're kind of just thinking... Okay, we've had enough. It is time <laughs> to move on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, guys, coming up, we have horoscopes and yet another bread recipe that you probably won't bake, but you'll tell yourself that you might try just for fun. We will be right back. You're listening to Panicked by Design on Hawk Radio, powered by Anchor FM. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. I'm Oprah's twin sister. Bopra. And I'm here to talk about bread again. Now, last week we talked about an Irish soda bread. Now, for this week, we're going to stay in Europe, but into a slightly more southern area, closer to the Mediterranean. Today, we're actually going to be making a focaccia bread. It is an Italian bread, very similar to um, pizza bread. Um, it has a very similar texture. The main difference is just that pizza bread, when you, um, once you flatten it out, you just throw it in the oven immediately. With focaccia bread, you actually um, leave it out so it can prove. Um, proving is when you leave the dough out, out with... Um, you leave it covered. You can either use um, a towel or cling wrap. I personally use cling wrap just because once it starts rising, there will be a little bit of condensation and then it'll just drip back into the bread so it doesn't get too dry while it's proving. Um, and what that does is the bread is going to rise because of the gluten inside of it and because of the yeast as well. So this is a pretty simple recipe. It's the first bread that I ever made. First time I made it, 
It was all right. I'm not going to lie. It wasn't fully cooked through. So it was a tiny bit raw in the middle. But the last time that I made it, which was a couple of days ago, um, I made sure that it was cooked. And I actually modified it a little bit so I could try out something new with this recipe instead. So let's just get right to it. Um, for this recipe, you're going to need one and a third cups of warm water. Should be about 120 degrees if you have a thermometer. Um, this is going to help the yeast activate. And it's also a good way to find out if your yeast is dead or alive. If your yeast is dead, you won't be able to use it because your bread is not going to rise. So your bread is going to stay like flat and it's not going, you're not going to be able to do much with it. You are also going to need two teaspoons of sugar or honey, whichever one you prefer. I used sugar personally. Um, one packet of active dry yeast. I used instant yeast just because it's easier for me. Um, three and a half cups of all-purpose flour. Um, I always recommend that if you're working with any kind of flour, powder, whatever it is, always sift it to get rid of like little clumps or anything so that when you're mixing the dough it's like you're not making a dough full of clumps of flour and then like when you bake it it's just not going to cook through and it's not going to be tasty and you're also going to need a quarter cup of extra virgin olive oil and a little bit extra for drizzling personally i did not really measure out this part i kind of just did the amount that I felt like using. So, cause this is just going to add flavor to the bread. And uh, two teaspoons of flaky sea salt and extra for sprinkling. I did not have flaky sea salt. I've never even bought flaky sea salt before. So I just used regular table salt. So for table salt, I recommend using a tiny bit more. So maybe two and a half teaspoons, or if you wanna just eyeball it, that works too, just don't you put enough salt in there, you know, to absolutely dehydrate you. <laughs> and then this last one is purely optional. I personally have not used it, which is uh, fresh rosemary. Um, and you can use the rosemary in the dough and on the top as well. It just gives a little bit more flavor. So now that we have all the ingredients, let's get right into it and I'll show you how to make this bread. So uh, you're going to grab the cup and a third of warm water and you're going to add the yeast to it and then you're going to add the sugar as well. And then you're going to mix it and you're just gonna leave it alone for a couple of minutes you're going to see it start to foam up a little bit and you'll see bubbles that means that the yeast is alive and it's actually working if that does not happen then it means that your yeast is unfortunately dead and is useless so i always recommend to make sure that your yeast is alive before you do anything else just because otherwise if you don't have any more yeast then there's really not much else that you can do. So um, after you uh, grab 
the water and the yeast and everything, you set it to the side. What you're going to do is you're going to grab um, a medium-sized mixing bowl, and you are going to combine the three and a half cups of flour, the sea salt, and um, I added a little bit more sugar just to give it a tiny bit more taste. And you're going to mix that together. You can use like a spatula or even just a fork um, just so it's all incorporated. And then after that, you're going to add the water with the yeast into a large bowl. And you're going to slowly add the flour, the flour mixture and just gradually mix that. Um, if you don't happen to have a hand mixer or a stand mixer that has a dough hook, this part might be a little bit tricky. You might have to fold the flour in and mix it by hand. This is going to take you a little bit more time, but you'll still get the same result. So after everything is incorporated, what you're going to do is you're going to grab the dough and you're going to take it out of the large mixing bowl and you're going to put some olive oil into the medium mixing bowl that you used before and you're going to pour some olive oil on there and you're going to move the dough into the smaller mixing bowl and then you're going to cover it with cling wrap and you're going to let it rise for about an hour now you should do this in a warm place so the dough can actually rise better don't put it in the fridge. If you put it in the fridge, it's going to actually stall the yeast and it's not going to rise nearly as quickly. Um, personally, what I did was I turned my oven on to 200 degrees and then I put a baking sheet on top of my stove and then I put the mixing bowl on top. So that way it wasn't getting, because I have a glass mixing bowl, so I didn't want it to be receiving super direct heat. And that actually helped a lot with the size and the proving itself. And what you're going to do after that is... You are going to, once you think that it's doubled in size or it's getting there, what you can do is you can um, stick your finger in into the dough, not directly, but kind of like try to make an indent. And if it springs back really quickly, then it needs more proving. If it takes a minute, then you're good. Like then that means that your dough is ready. So after that, what you're going to do is you're going to take the dough out. You're going to put it on a slightly floured baking surface. Now, dough, it can be really sticky. I recommend that you put um, a little bit extra flour on whatever your surface you're using and put some flour in your hands as well, just because when you're kneading the bread, it's absolutely going to stick to your hands. And it is not a fun experience to have dough all over your hands while you're trying to do something. And you can also uh, sprinkle a tiny little bit of olive oil as well to kind of just keep adding into the mixture as you're kneading. And after you do that, you're going to put it back into the bowl and you're going to um, cover it again for about 20 minutes or so to give it a second rise. And after that, while you're doing the second rise, preheat your oven to 400 degrees and you can either, um, once the proving is done and the oven is preheated, you can do this in either one of two ways. You can make it free form, which is you're not using a mold or anything. You're just putting it on a baking sheet covered with either aluminum foil or with a lot of butter 
or something so it doesn't stick. Or you can use a mold, rectangular, um, an, a nine-inch circular mold, whichever you want to do. It's completely up to you. And you're going to obviously put the dough in the mold or whatever it is that you're doing. And this is the really fun part. You're going to cover it with olive oil. And then you're just going to stick your fingers into the dough and you're going to make really deep indents until you can feel the base. Like you can feel whatever surface you have it on. Um, this part is what makes the dough and what makes the bread focaccia bread. This is just a way to give it a little bit more texture. Now, something I didn't mention is what I did personally to the dough. I added cheese to mine. So what you can do is after you take it out the first time to knead it, while you're kneading it, you can add cheese. Um, I don't have exact measurements for that just because I'm a person who really likes cheese. So I kind of just thought the more the merrier. So it's completely up to you how much cheese you want to add. Um, and then you just add it, try to make a well in the center of the dough, add the cheese, and then fold the dough into the cheese, and then just keep kneading. And if you want to add more cheese, you can do that same thing again, just so there's cheese all over. And then throw it into the oven for about 20-ish minutes. And this works the exact same as cake. If after 20 minutes, you're not sure if it's baked or not, you can grab a knife, a chopstick, anything long, and then you're just going to stick it in the middle. And if it comes out clean, then that means that it's done. Sometimes that doesn't work. What you can also do is you can out of the oven and flip it out of the mold. And if what you can do is you can knock, just tap it, or like you're pretty much like you're knocking on a door, tap it on the bottom. And if it sounds hollow, then that means it's baked. If it doesn't, like if your finger kind of just sinks into it, or if it doesn't sound hollow, then that means that it needs more time to cook. Personally, what I did was I put it back into the mold, but upside down. So what was getting more direct heat was the part that was still undercooked. And if you want, you can, if you're doing the, the cheesy version, which is what I did, you can add a little bit more cheese on the top just so it'll melt into the bread. So you have a, a lot more cheese on there too. Um, aside from that, you can also just add the rosemary or if you want to get creative and do literally anything else with it, you can add absolutely anything that you want to bread. That's the great thing about it. If you want to make basically just a sandwich inside the bread, you can absolutely do that. Like you can cut up some ham, throw it in there too. If you want to do kind of like a chicken melt, you can throw some shredded chicken in the dough too. Just make sure that you obviously mix it well. This is, that, that's one of the good things about bread and about dough. It's that no matter what you do, if you like the ingredients and you like what you're putting in, and as long as you're not going too crazy with what you're doing, it should taste good, you know, and just make sure to watch your cooking time, 
obviously I kind of recommend cooking the chicken a little bit first, just so this is obviously only if you're doing the chicken version or whatever it is that you're doing, just because it might not receive as much heat when it's inside of the bread. So you don't have to fully cook it through, but just like, you know, toss it so it gives it a little bit of color and then put it in the bread. Completely up to you. If you don't want to do chicken version, that's fine. I'm not, I'm not going to be upset about that. It's up to you. It's your bread. You can do whatever you want with your bread. It's your bread. It's not mine. And as always, if you guys actually try out this recipe, you are more than welcome to send me a picture if you have my number. If not, post it on social media. Tag. Um, use the hashtag. H A Ooh, can't talk there. HCC Hawk Radio. And I'll look through them. I'll see, you know, if you guys made something with it. And I look forward to possibly, maybe, seeing some of your focaccia bread creations. And I hope that you actually enjoyed this recipe. This is actually my very favorite bread to make. Even above the Irish soda bread. Just because the Irish soda bread is a little bit more dense. So it's kind of a harder, it's more of a, I kind of see it as a little bit more of a chore than the other one. You know what I mean? But that's all for the bread recipe, guys. When we come back, we will have our weekly horoscopes. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Welcome back, and now it is time for our weekly horoscopes. So it's the first week of February, and the first week following our full moon in Leo, whose whose affect is sure to stay strong with us through the week, leading up to our new moon in Aquarius on the 11th. While we ride the lunar waves, we'll also be weathering a Mercury retrograde transit in Aquarius, which is sure to fumble some bags and cross a few wires. Worry not because worrying is not going to serve you. Instead, get your planners out and double-check what needs checking. Mars continues tensions with Saturn and the Sun, so it's good to err on the side of caution. We almost always know less than we think we do, and it never hurts to rein in our assumptions, not only about other people, but about future possibilities available to us. Ask for clarifications, ask for extensions, ask the universe to grace you with your new favorite takeout place, and reward yourself for all your hard work. Let's get into the actual specific horoscopes now. Aries, you're the kind of person who seemingly always has the power to make things happen, of course. But there's something extra special about this week. Whatever manifestation is, whether it's the listening ear of a benefit God or your own sense of good timing, it's available to you in spades. Just remember, part of the work of calling in what you want is knowing what you don't. So when you open the gates, remember your limits. And if you're not sure what your limit is, this week is a good time to learn it rather than have it learn you. Taurus, if you start feeling flushed with gratitude for your kin network this week, you're welcome to keep on feeling it. In fact, it would serve you and your sense of self well, 
to focus on the love you feel rather than slip sliding into all the ways you wish you could show up differently for others. To do more, be more. The support and care that is available to you is a direct result of who and how you are in this world. It's confirmation that even when you feel untethered and unsure, you're always accompanied and always enough. Gemini, how can it be that the more you attempt to communicate what's on your heart, the less sure you are if it's true? Of course you have a way with words and a knack for understanding the larger framework of things, but just because you can't name what weighs on your spirit with full certainty, it doesn't mean what you're experiencing is rootless or without merit. Nor does it mean you should hide your heart away until clarity strikes. This week, try to remember that sometimes beginning the conversation is a doorway towards further information. Cancer. It's more than okay to invest in yourself. In fact, it's well known that investment and growth go hand in hand. You're all about growth these days, aren't you, Cancer? Growth isn't just about working yourself to the bone. It's also about choosing peace for yourself. But peace and isolation are not the same nor is investing in yourself synonymous with pushing people away. You're only as alone as you let yourself believe you are. This week, be generous with yourself and with others. The more you have, the more you've got to share. The more you share, the more you have. Leo. This week, the tension between who you want to be in the world and what you do in the world might feel extra taut. With what we've been through, just this January, let alone the past year, it's easy to get lost in the hustle. Our lives are spent perfecting the delicate balance between all the different parts of ourselves and between what we want and what we get. So losing sight of one aspect of that is not evidence of failure or inauthenticity. Try to devote some time this week to activities that are both deeply fulfilling for a private part of yourself and also extremely unproductive in terms of capital. Maybe bake something ugly but delicious and share it around. Virgo. Not only is it okay to change your mind, it's an opportunity. Every time the river of your thoughts takes a bend, you get to see what's on the other side of that landmass you've been facing. This week, if you find yourself considering a new direction or feeling guilty for breaking some kind of vow only you heard yourself make, don't. You don't owe anyone more than what you've got to give. And what you've got to give is subject to change based on the state of the world, your body, and your mind. Your energy and your time is yours to give as you choose. Your energy and your time are your life. Libra. It's okay to get lonely. It's okay to long for the simple pleasure of another person's warmth and quiet companionship. The trick with emotions like loneliness and longing is figuring out how long to have them rather than letting them have you. This week, try to notice when the love you've collected within yourself or your collective starts to feel less like a gift and more like a burden. Don't let it weigh you down or come splashing over in waves of conflict. Write a love letter to a friend. Imagine your heart a little lighter when you send it off. Scorpio. I'm not going to tell you that you shouldn't say yes to everything because, honestly, you already know that. Besides, the only shoulds you respect are the ones you make up. In fact, you've likely run yourself ragged making good on commitments you decided you should make. 
or spend a few evenings fretting about what you should be doing more for others. This week, it might be a nice change for you to have faith in other people's regards. People's hearts are just as sentimental and complex as yours. They remember the ways you've been there, and they're not holding you to a standard as rigid as the one to which you hold yourself. Sagittarius. There's no shame in wanting more for yourself. And even if you feel a little shame, it's good to remember that while shame is something many people are raised with, it's not our guardian. If you want to share more of yourself with the world, that is a human need. If you want to earn more for the work you do, if you want to feel valued in a very literal sense, you are justified. If you can hold your doubts and your fear alongside your ambition and let them get to know each other, you might start to hear a gentle voice within you call out, well, come on. Capricorn. Perhaps, like many of us, you've been spending a great deal of time around your possessions lately. Perhaps you started wondering whether what surrounds you is actually a reflection of who you are. If this line of questioning has got you craving a wardrobe change or something even more drastic, it's to be expected. No one stays the same and no one wants to, no matter how much pressure we put on others not to change. Make it a daily ritual to introduce small shifts to your space where your self-expression feels right. Feed the little pleasure machine until your connection with it is so strong there's no question what big changes you need to make. Aquarius. Dig the picture. The stock market is in shambles, the empire is a joke, the scams are right for the picking, and the only thing that matters is figuring out how to keep the people you care about safe from a deadly virus. There's no bell, no alert, for when there is an end, for when the end is here, because there is no end. There's only transformation. This week, when you feel yourself falling deeper into the space of life, Remember that nothing disappears, and nothing lasts as it is. And if only today is real, then you only have today to make that impossible dream of yours and make it a little bit more possible. Pisces. Our big ideas, our sense of purpose, of God, of love, they change as the year go on. Even if we don't notice it. It's not uncommon to sit still one day and realize that your heart operates in a completely different way than it used to, that you love differently, or that you see differently. It can take you a while for the shifts to make themselves known to us, and even longer for us to live in a way that reflects our beliefs. There's no rush to turn over a new leaf. The leaves fall when they're ready. This week, if you start feeling out of alignment, be gentle with yourself, but be discerning too. Make a list that describes who you are alone, your private beliefs, and make another list that describes your shared self, your public being, who you are around other people. What is shared between them and what is lost? Hey everybody, welcome back and thank you for listening to Panicked by Design today. Sabrina's back with me again. Um, I promise she didn't disappear anywhere. I didn't lock her in a small room. Um, she just has never made bread before. She doesn't really know anything about it. So she couldn't provide anything there. What can I say? I'm not a bread lady. 
She really is not. She is a human lady, which is disappointing for all of us. I know. <laughs> and for the astrology segment, I mean, that's my thing, not hers. I'm astrology BF. She is stock market GF. Exactly. We stay in our lanes and we like it that way. Yeah. She's not going to try to give anybody a reading or anything. I'm not going to try to buy stocks and crash the stock market or whatever is going on. I <laughs> I literally don't understand it. I'll explain it to you later. Don't. Okay. But anyway, guys, I will see you next week when I will be having a baby giving me a full back tattoo. See you guys next week.